Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational show. Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Don't forget to go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. All right, friends, Pixie Dusters, we are in November. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe it's November. Like, seriously, this year went so fast. It's insane. It is. Like, I am less than two months away from coming to Florida. Like, that is almost there. That is very exciting. I'm so excited, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. So we still have to talk about some of our favorite things. So November, we're like, okay, what, what can we talk about in November? Like we actually had to think about this one for a little bit mm-hmm. and we decided mostly because I think I brought up the movie, the newer movie, Yeah. but we decided that we are going to do a month of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yay! Favorite lovable bear. Our favorite lovable bear, our favorite depressed <laughs> depressed Eeyore. donkey mr eeyore our favorite one-of-a-kind tigger mm-hmm. our little annoying piglet mm-hmm. you know our wise owl yeah all the all the characters that we we love and and sometimes tolerate <laughs> you can say that again we'll get there Yes, but we are talking about the history of Winnie the Pooh. So I'm going to talk about like the inspiration of YAA Millen. Is it Millen? 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 We'll say Millen. Millen. Yeah, I think so. M I L N E. I'm really bad with last names. If you watched the last episode, you heard me butcher yes. so much. It was a struggle. 
it was such a struggle, but we're going to talk about his inspiration and why he wrote it. We're going to talk about when the book, the first couple books came out. We're going to talk about when Disney came involved in it. Cause Disney mm-hmm. did not get involved for years, actually decades. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to tell you some fun, random facts about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And then next week we'll talk about the film history. And then specifically we'll talk about the most popular movie, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh and the ride that goes along with it in yeah. Disney. The both Disney parks have it. Actually, all the Disney parks have it, I think. We'll get there. And then, of course, ending the month with my new favorite Winnie the Pooh movie, Christopher Robin mm-hmm. with Ian McGregor. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. We can't get into that yet. That is at the end of the month. So let's start. Yeah. Inspiration. So A.A. Milnan, you just need to know right away, he was a World War I soldier. So this was back in the early 1900s when that war was in like the teens. It was like 1912 to 1918 or something like that, or 1920. So Mr. I don't know what the AA stands for. I couldn't find it. And maybe I was looking in the wrong places, but A.A. Milnan, he comes back from World War II. He's experiencing a lot of PTSD. And this man is real. This is not a story. This is real life. And he is in, he's, he's English. So he lives in England. So a lot of English people, if they live in the city, sometimes they feel like they just need to get out of the city and go to the countryside, mm-hmm. which I think is very, is a very English thing. Like we still hear yes. it to this day, like we need to go out to the countryside. It's like, we don't here over in America. We're like, what do you mean countryside? Huh? Like I grew up in the country. Like I don't, I don't get the appeal to have two homes exactly and go to the countryside. But they went to the countryside and he's he's dealing with all this PTSD and he's trying to find he was trying to find a way to explain his PS, PTSD. I keep saying it wrong to his son. So he actually comes up with writing children's stories based on children's toys. So I. It was, it was hard to piece this all together because each website kind of says, oh, this was inspired by it, but oh, this inspired it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, I was trying to piece it together, but apparently the, the consensus that I came up with is that they're in the countryside, him and his son, who his name is actually Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. So it's Christopher Robin Millman. Mm-hmm. He actually, they're in the countryside. He actually has a bear that originally, originally the bear was named Edward Bear, mm. not Winnie. Mm-hmm. I'll get to why it comes Winnie then. But he he has this bear, and his his father's like, you know what? I think I have something. I think I know how to explain what I'm going through. And he comes up with Winnie the Pooh, and he uses his own son's name in the book. So the book is about toys being toys hanging out with a real boy in a real woods. Now it turns out Christopher actually wasn't a fan of his dad using his name in his memoir, The Enchanted Places, the real Christopher, not the cartoon Christopher, the real Christopher wrote that his father had got to where he was by climbing upon my infant shoulders that he had flinched from me my good name and had left me with nothing but the empty fame of being his son. So there's kind of a sad aspect to how Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh came around because his son was 
literally a child. There's actually a movie. I did not know this until I was doing research and I really want to watch it. I have no idea if it's by Disney. Mm-hmm. It made it sound like it's by Disney, but it's called Saying Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Saying Goodbye to Christopher Robin. And it's about how the Winnie the Pooh story got started. And it's a, it's it's based on A.A. A. Milne's life and his sons. And and I watched the the trailer for it. And I mean, this poor kid was literally thrusted into fame because of these books. And, and apparently, sadly, he kind of resents his dad for it, that he used his, his real name. Mm-hmm. So he actually had a nickname. He had a nickname that people, he had people then call him called Billy Moon. So wow. he was known as Billy Moon mm-hmm. when, when all of this was going on, but his real name was Christopher Robin Millen, which is really just, it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Melnin based the characters off of all these different, all these different toys. And the first book was published in 1926. And like I said, in the books, we know him as Winnie the Pooh, but he was actually known as Edward Bear before. The reason it changed to Winnie is they were going to the London Zoo. He took his son to the London Zoo and there was a bear in the zoo named Winnie Mm-hmm. And it was a female and Christopher loved that name so much that he changed his bear name to Winnie the Pooh Aww. or Winnie the bear. And so when dad wrote the stories, it changed to Winnie, even though mm-hmm. Winnie is in the book, it's a, he's, he's a boy bear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is written simply for children, but very well known for its insights into human behavior. So somehow Milnan was able in the twenties to incorporate psychology and children's books so simply that the kids love it, but really we're looking at a bunch of different behaviors. And if you've never really paid attention to mm-hmm. the characters of Winnie the Pooh, they are very much different behaviors. You've got Winnie the Pooh, who's kind of, who's gluttonous, <laughs> let's be yeah. honest, gluttonous and forgetful. Mm-hmm. You got Piglet. What is his? He's probably um, anxiety. Wouldn't it be? Yes. Anxiety. Thank you. Eeyore's depression. Mm-hmm. Owl is, shoot, something to do with his brain, like knowledge. The rabbit has something. All of them have like these different, like one specific behavior that correlates to their personality. And the reason he did this is so kids could simply understand it. Mm -hmm. So then his son could simply understand what he's going through with the PTSD and, and what he's dealing with and all the things, which now I had the original stories in a book. And I think I'm going to go back and read them and like, mm-hmm. try to see more what he's trying to do with his PTSD than just a story for kids, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Right. In the first book, there is no Tigger mm-hmm. and we can see that in the movies as well. Mm-hmm. He did not get introduced in until the second book so it only took one book and then the second book in the sequel in 1928 so two years later we get our favorite tigger mm-hmm. the tiger even though he doesn't think he's a tiger he thinks he's one the original only tigger yes there is no other tigger tigger is a wonderful thing yeah and then the illustrator for the books. So it was written by A.A. Milnan. And then the illustrator for the books was E.H. Shepard. I believe his first name. I actually have it somewhere in the notes. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I love I these. Remember. Just these initials. Huh? Well, I wonder if it's an English thing because you got J.K. Rowling. You got. Yeah, maybe it is a British. There's thing. other there's other authors who do that. I don't know. But yeah, so the books, there's I think there's a couple more books, but those are the two kind of more proper 
prominent ones mm-hmm. that were were in the 20s that came out. So that's 1928. So not even, let's see here. 40, nope, 38 years later. Yes. After the second book. I know I did my math right. Yeah, I did math. 38 years later, after the second book was published is when Disney finally came into play. So this was not a Disney thing leading up to the 60s. And and they it, it, they got involved maybe a couple of years before that because, you know, production and, and, right. and all those things. But Winnie the Pooh appeared in Disney in 1966 as a short called Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. And all of us, I think, whether you realize it or not, know that short, he mm-hmm. gets stuck in the honey tree. Mm-hmm. And you see that short later when you watch, when Disney comes out with the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, because mm-hmm. you see that that in there. But that's when Disney kind of came into the picture. They did not buy out Winnie the Pooh yet. They were just working in, in conjunction with the people who own the rights. And you didn't actually see Pooh regularly with Disney until 1977 when we had the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh and they started putting the rides into the parks and and do all these different things. So once that got started, we started seeing Pooh in TV shows, movies, Mm -hmm. books, there's comic books. You see him in video games, specifically Kingdom Hearts. He's, you actually enter the world of the hundred acre wood in Kingdom Hearts and you're trying to find all the pieces of the book so Pooh can find Piglet and all his friends. And there's so many other things you see, see Pooh in merchandise, yada, yada, yada. So Disney like, is like, hey, let's do all these things. Like they always do. And that's when he became popular. Winnie the Pooh ride actually started in Disneyland. So the first ride of Winnie the Pooh was in Disneyland. But when they started renovations in the ride, they actually moved it to Magic Kingdom in in Disney World. So for a little bit, there was no Pooh ride in Disneyland, but that is fixed. There is now a Pooh ride in Disneyland. But it, it moved to Magic Kingdom in Florida. It opened in 1999, replacing Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And that's why I never, you know how I, I, mm-hmm. I told you guys, like, I didn't go back to Disney until 1999. Yeah. And so I remember the Pooh ride. And that's why I never got to ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I don't even know what it was like. Was it actually wild? Yes. Mr. Toad's, yeah, it was you like were on this ridiculous old fashioned car and there was one point we were going to run into a train and yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun because it was very curvy and it was dark a lot of times. So you didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. I liked it. Now you got the poo ride where there's just like this, you enter this part and you feel like you are on something. You're like, wait a second. What? Yeah. You got going? the lamps and then the bouncing with Tigger is probably the other mm-hmm. thing I really like. Yeah. So opened in 99. In 2010, I remember this happening. This is when I was in college. They did some renovations and expanded the queue line. And yes. two, I feel like I feel like 2010 was really when you started to see Disney trying to make the queue lines in a lot more interactive for us. Mm-hmm. So that way we're just not standing there because you don't. So it's just not 
the poo ride, but you got interactive ride, interactive queue lines at Haunted Mansion now, mm-hmm. at Space Mountain. Well, um, Space Mountain is actually they stopped that because of COVID. Well, they stopped the interactive queues because yeah. of COVID, didn't they? I I don't know because you can still touch stuff with the poo ride right now, so I don't know what's going on with Space Mountain with them not. Adding. Well, they stopped it with Haunted Mansion when I was there in the Christmas. It was open when I was just there, so okay, so maybe they're starting. Maybe to open Space them back Mountain up. is open. Yeah, I don't know, but I know Space Mountain out. is hit or miss I feel like but they're they're starting to do a little bit more in these rides where they're giving us a little bit more of an interaction so 2010 we got the interactive queue at the ride and then they put in the ride in all the parks except there is one park who does not have the Winnie the Pooh ride and it's Disneyland Paris which I don't know why they didn't say Hmm. it's very weird Anywho, Disney, Walt Disney bought the rights to the royalty stream from A.A. Milne Trust, as well as the future use of the cartoon characters in 2001. So Disney's owned Pooh, or at least the rights with Pooh since 2001. So 20 years. Oh, this year, 20 years of Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Did not really. Interesting. It didn't didn't click when I was doing the notes, which this led to movies such as Christopher Robin and saying goodbye to Christopher Robin. So I'm guessing saying goodbye to Christopher Robin is actually a Disney movie because I'm not sure because it says it's on Amazon when I was looking it up out of curiosity. Disney tends to, I mean, Disney streams their stuff on or -hmm. Disney like rents and stuff their stuff on. Let me see. Trying to look real quick. Uh, Disney's not listed, but it was distributed by Fox Searchlight, which would be something Disney owns now, technically. It, yeah. Di- so. I mean, if Disney owns it, then it's technically Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which I, this is the funny thing, like saying goodbye to, or goodbye, Christopher Robin or whatever the movie's called. Goodbye, Christopher Robin, not saying goodbye. Goodbye, Christopher Robin came out in 2017 which was like two years, a year before the actual Christopher Robin movie. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard of it until I was doing research. Oh, a year before. So I feel like Christopher Robin with Aaron McGregor kind of overshadowed. I think so. Goodbye, Christopher Robin. I agree. Sorry. Sorry. Because it's probably a good movie because it's talking about how Winnie the Pooh started like with the books instead Mm -hmm. of just the fantasy of the characters. Mm-hmm. but anywho so yeah so this led to these movies and of course our our merchandise and all the things that we love about Winnie the Pooh when it comes to to that so any do you have any comments before I go into random facts no because I talking a lot did no research on this okay <laughs> so here's some random facts China for some reason has banned the Winnie the Pooh books interesting can they read in China? Like, seriously, like, I feel like as a book lover, I would not be able to live in China. I feel like I, don't, I would be banned. I don't know. Yeah. How they make their selections on things you can and cannot read, but that's interesting that Winnie the Pooh made the list. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. there are other books that even in America, I'm like, I'm sorry, you banned that. Didn't we I never, read that in elementary school? I don't generally understand why books are banned. Personally. I don't either. So I don't know. Illustrate. Oh, Ernest. Ha. I knew I had his name in somewhere. Ernest Howard. So E.H. Shepard. The Winnie the Pooh bear that is illustrated in the books is not based on the actual toy that Christopher Robin, the real Christopher Robin had, because he was more brown and mad, like Maddie and not as like 
plump. The illustrator E.H. Shepard actually drew Pooh based on his son's teddy bear, Growler. Mm -hmm. So the original Pooh can actually be found like like Christopher Robin's real Pooh and his real toys can be found in the New York Public Library. It's like a corner children's section that you can go and see them or at least last time my article was telling me, I don't know if it's still there, but it was a, an exhibit that they can be seen and they look, uh, the Pooh Bear looks nothing like it because it was based off of this Pooh, this bear growler instead. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's and like, for me, I'm like, wow, that would be weird not to have the Pooh that we have now. Like, I don't, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those thoughts. Like, I don't know if I could see it with anybody else, Interesting. but originally in the books, there was no red shirt on Pooh, right? Like he, he had no clothes just like everyone else, but it was 1932 that his red shirt was introduced when media producer, Stephen Slink Slessinger. Sure. Drew him on an RCA Victor picture record after acquiring the trade rights from Milne to expand the character to radio and film. So this Stephen like incorporated it later and now it's I mean it's trademark now like everyone when they see Pooh Bear they think of the red shirt on Mm -hmm. there and which makes me it's sad because I know Steven is not a part of Disney and when sometimes when I'm on Pinterest and I'm seeing Disney pins I see this pin where Mickey is in a full getup. Yes, and he cuts and, it. And Pooh Bear comes walking and he has nothing. So he like cuts the shirt part off and gives it to him. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like wishing that was real, but sadly mm-hmm. it's not because Mickey never had a full outfit and mm-hmm. and and Pooh was not a part of Disney at this point. So mm-hmm. it's just so if you see it, it's not that's not real. It's, it's just not a nice thought. It's just cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a cute thought. Now, with most of the characters being inspired by real life, it's no surprise that the setting of Milnan's story has real life origins as well. Milnan was inspired by Ashdown Forest, a wooded area near his home about 40 miles southwest of London. Inside the forest lies a 500 acre wood, which sprouted the idea for Pooh's own 100 acre wood. That's where 100 acre wood comes along. In 2006, Winnie the Pooh, alongside other great characters like Mickey Mouse and Snoopy, was honored with a star on the Walk of Fame. So he does have a star there. So he's a very, just shows his popularity. Mm-hmm. And then when Milton wrote his first Winnie the Pooh story in 1925, The Wrong Side of the Bees, he actually hyphenated the character's name. So Winnie the Pooh has always had, usually has, or originally had hyphenates. Which is why we still sometimes see it written that way. And I even write it that way. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about it when I was typing. I kept hyphenating everything. But actually, when Walt Disney bought the rights to the story character, they bought rights to it in 61, but they didn't, like, own it until 2001. Just to get that clear with everyone. He decided to stop the hyphen. So Walt Disney himself was like, eh, we don't need the hyphens. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And, And dropped them. So I don't know. I like the hyphens. I think the hyphens make more sense in my mind. What about like, I could see about it. No, I have not really, but I could see why the hyphens would add to the name. Cause it's all one giant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like his first name is Winnie. His middle name is the, and his last name is Pooh. So it's Winnie the Pooh. I could yeah. see the hyphens. Yeah. Yeah. I think when he took out the hyphens, everyone thinks that Pooh's his last name, but everyone just calls him Pooh. 
Yeah, I mean, to be so honest with you, hardly anyone refers to him as Winnie, Winnie. the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the story has been translated into more than 50 languages, which is very, po- I mean, it's very well known that big popular stories get translated mm-hmm. in many different ways. But while the story... While the story is warmly regarded in any language, its most successful translation was done in Latin by Mm -hmm. Alexander Lenardin in 1958, first published in an edition of only 100 copies. This is the Latin version of it. So if I say it wrong, I'm sorry. Winnie L. Pooh spent 20 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list in 1960. So New York Times bestseller, for some reason, the Latin version of Winnie the Pooh was top for 20 weeks. I'm like, wait a second. We don't teach Latin in America. What, Mm -hmm. what, who's, who's buying this? Who's buying it and reading it in, in America that where Mm. it's on the top, but okay. It was the first non-English book to make the list and the only Latin book that has ever graced it. Interesting. I know. So Winnie the Pooh's making some, some history here. In 2002, Forbes magazine ranked Winnie the Pooh as the most valuable fictional character even in the world, even above wow. Mickey Mouse, who was okay. second. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that. What is your thought? I, your face? I mean, I just feel like maybe money-wise... Maybe it is the silly money an income of 5.9 billion in retail sales. But recognition wise, I would say Mickey is still the top. Yeah. And without Mickey, there would be no anything really Disney. So you kind of have to consider that too. He's not just yeah, the cartoons. I mean, Winnie the Pooh probably wouldn't have continued without. I mean, by 2002, Winnie the Pooh was a part of Disney. Mm -hmm. It's like Winnie the Pooh would not still be as popular as as it is if Disney didn't jump in. No, I agree. Yeah. So I I disagree with Forbes as well. I think that Mm -hmm. they were (laughs) dum-dums. While Pooh and his friends love to play a good game of Pooh sticks. I don't remember this game. It's the stick thing where they stand on the bridge, I think, and they drop the sticks and they race. That's right. Okay. They're not the only ones. Apparently, the A.A. Milning created a game which involved dropping sticks on the upstream water side of a bridge and crowning the winner based on whoever's stick appears downstream first was borrowed from the fictional world to become a real-life game. And nearly every year since 1984, a Pooh Sticks World Championship has been held by the Rotary Club of Oxford Spires in England. Okay. Yeah. How is this? Okay. How is this like a real thing? It's just dropping <laughs> sticks in water. I don't understand. That's like a five-year-old game. Like, yeah, that's what you do with, Who's with sticks children. World Championship. I don't understand how that's a thing. Because apparently they think that I'm, I'm guessing it's because Pooh Bear is such a big part of England's history that they England thought this needed to be a thing I think families do it together I think it's something I hope children are involved I'm very curious about this now so it's oh it's a charity event oh that makes sense thank goodness okay this makes me feel better raises about three thousand pounds each year the money is split between local and national charities 
Okay. That makes me feel better about this. That, that, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, what in the world? Okay. And they do it in the Thames river times times river. Sorry. But in 2013, it was canceled because of the high river levels. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Oh, they have game rules on the website. I'm literally <laughs> looking at that right now about how you drop this stick in. You can't throw it. The oldest the or youngest competitor. Choose either the oldest or the youngest competitor as the starter. All competitors must drop and not throw. Players must then cross to the downstream side of the bridge and wait for their sticks to emerge. They must put something on the stick so you know which one is yours, right? Because yeah, I have, they to, have, I have to. no idea which stick I dropped in the river. No idea. Okay, there's a picture, a grainy picture of a family holding sticks. I don't see, maybe it's just like they paint them or something. I am, I, I have no idea. Yeah, that photo is not a good photo to get an idea of it. No, it's not. There's no other photos. Huh. Interesting. But yes, this is a thing. So if you want to play poo sticks in a charity event. <sighs> okay. Oxford, no. the Oxford Spires Rotary Group. All right. At least yeah. it's for charity. I like that. Yes. Yes, it is for charity, which is good. I'm hoping it's a lot of like children's like places that they give these to because I would assume possibly yeah or or like because originally what would be really cool is if because he wrote this to help explain his PTSD that if like Mm -hmm. it went towards like veterans and and people who are who are dealing with this sort of stuff yeah that would be good as well I agree yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah that's I mean I I always thought there'd be more about Mm -hmm. like how Winnie the Pooh started and stuff but I just I couldn't find much no yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That was interesting. It is. It is interesting to think about because you don't like Winnie the Pooh. I would, I did not know that he, that it was that Christopher Robin was actually a real person. I did. No, I, I thought he, he was, was I knew he did not like it either. So yeah. Oh, is he still, I'm guessing he's still alive. He'd probably be pretty old by now. I'm seeing if he's still alive. Oh no, he is not. He passed away in '96. Okay, I was gonna say he'd be really old right now, wouldn't he? He was eighty. No, he was seventy-six when he passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would be. He was born in twenty, so he would been. Oh my gosh, he's five like years old. Grandpa Krigger. He's born. Yeah, he'd be like Betty White's. Well, grand, uh, Grandpa was born in twenty-five. But he, you say he was born in 1920, right? Yeah, he was born in 1920. Yeah, that's literally 101 years ago from today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be 101. So, yeah. yeah. He's pretty old if he was still around. But yeah, he, yeah, he had a wife named Leslie and a child named Claire. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he was an English author, too. I did not know he became an author like his dad. Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. Here, so he went into the art. He he fought in World War Two, like his dad fought in World War One. Oh my gosh, he did what my grandpa did. Oh really? 
he helped build bridges and and do a bunch of like that sort of stuff, like preparing mm-hmm. for things, like preparing trenches and stuff. And my my grandpa did the same thing. He was he drove a dozer and he built bridges and he built the mm-hmm. things that the army needed. You were called a combat engineer, and that's what they were both combat engineers. Except he was with the Royal Army, right? Of yeah, he was a Royal Engineer. That's, that's cool. so cool. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he lived in England his whole life and died in England. Oh, his only daughter, Claire, was born and diagnosed with severe cerebral palsy. Oh, that sucks. So she did not have an easy life mm-hmm. at all. Um, she actually passed away in 2012 at the age oh. of 56 of a heart abnormality. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I doubt she wouldn't have been able to have kids, I believe. So probably not. And if it's severe, she couldn't even talk. Mm-hmm. So sadly, their their line mm-hmm. ended. Oh my gosh! Apparently, after his death in a newspaper, he was described as a dedicated atheist. It's an interesting way to be described. Okay. Like, why would you put that in the newspaper? I don't know. I guess they thought it was important. <laughs> Apparently, when did I wonder when A.A. Milne died? I mean, because he is older, of course. Mm-hmm. He passed in 56. Oh, his full name is Alan Alexander. So Alan there. Alexander. I want to know what his name is. Alan Alexander. Yeah, I just call you A.A. Now we got it. Alan That's Alexander. So wrong. Alan Alexander. We, yeah. He was apparently in plays. Toad of Toad Hall, The Ugly Duckling, The Fourth Wall. I don't know what any of these are. No idea. Or he, wrote, or he wrote plays. I have no idea. Notable oh. work is just Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, because never heard of anything else. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, interesting. That mm-hmm. is very interesting. I agree. Yeah. So next week we will talk about kind of Winnie the Pooh's film history. He has Mm -hmm. things from TV shows to movies to all that. So I'll bring that up. We'll talk about how many he has and, Mm -hmm. and which ones go along with the books, which ones do not all those fun things. We'll also talk about, or the week after then we're going to talk about the specific, we'll talk specifically about the movie, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, because that's probably the most popular one. Yeah in the Winnie the Pooh Disney realm and we'll correlate it with the ride and talk about the ride as well. And then the last week we'll talk about Christopher Robin. Yeah. I love that movie. Ian mm-hmm. McGregor is amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. So stay tuned for next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember to find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, and <laughs> on TikTok. Yep. We're trying, guys. We're really trying. Hopefully, we're figuring this out. It might take us a while. There's a good possibility. Yeah. Yeah, there's a possibility. But what else can they do to help us out, Sammy? Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com. Check out information about all the podcasts that we produce. And look for our Patreon account, please. There's a link on our website. All of your donations are greatly appreciated, but some of them get you to hang out with us. And that would be a great time because we're very funny and we have at least one fan who thinks so so there you go we do yes we do does it count though that she works with me it does not matter because she said it so yeah awesome perfect (laughs) friends we will see you next week have a great rest of your week Bye. bye
Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.